Attention, all troops. He's alive. Alive. Welcome to the Rapnolis. One of the jobs I had as a kid was working at an ice cream parlor. And I worked there with one of my friends. And every day we'd walk home after work and pass through this park. And one day, my friend pulls out a Frisbee from his backpack and says, Hey, you want to start throwing the Frisbee around? We spent a lot of humid summer nights playing Frisbee. I can't tell this story like this. To tell you the truth, I've never been a big fan of summer with its heat, humidity. I'm what my mother called an indoorsy person, and I think no amount of reminiscing is going to make my opinion of summer change. Do not be so sure. Robot voice, what did I tell you about interrupting me when I'm recording? It sounded like you were done. Probably, but it's rude to interrupt. You should know this by now. I could not sit there and listen to you talk about summer that way. Summer is a great time. Sure, it is hot out, but just think of all the great memories you made during the summer as a kid. Well, I don't want to. Well, if you will not share, I have invited your friends to submit stories. That's very nice, but I don't really want to hear them right now. Do not be rude. Here is the first story. It is from Big Sage. And it is the story of a boy and his grandmother's notebook. Even though it's been many, many years since I've been in school, summer still seems important to me. And when I think of summer, I think of my grandmother's notebook. Now I'll explain. In the summer, my mornings would generally begin around 4 a.m. when my father would wake me and get me dressed before he had to leave for work. He'd drop me off at my grandparents and I would pile down on their sofa for a few more hours sleep before it was time for me to get up and get down to work. That work meant playing games on the Atari 2600 all day. My grandmother has always been a big fan of video games as well, and we would normally challenge each other to see who could get the highest score. Then, when Raiders of the Lost Ark came out, we started trying to beat a game together. She would keep a notebook at hand and jot down what items worked and where, etc. We also kind of worked in shifts. When it's time for me to go home for the night, she would stay up and continue to try and beat the game. This carried over to a magic's riddle of the Sphinx, and especially to the first sword quest on the 2600. The only time we really stopped in those afternoons when it was time for lunch, and we'd scarf down some bacon and tomato sandwiches and watch some soap operas, and I became horribly addicted to soap operas. This summer tradition carried all the way from the Nintendo Entertainment System and up through the PlayStation 2, and with all those games we played during those summers, that notebook became a tome of gaming knowledge. It had maps, passcodes, tricks to defeat bosses. Everything was in there. Now, at 84 years young, my grandmother has put away her gaming notebook, but I've picked it back up. And every time I begin to replay Metroid or Riddle of the Sphinx, I'll grab that large notebook from so many summers past for guidance. And that is what I normally think of when I think of summer. Well, what did you think? It was a good story. But summer's just not my thing. 
and I don't think any amount of storytelling is going to convince me. Then perhaps another story. Do I have a choice in this matter? No. This next story is from the $6 million Jedi who shares his favorite summer activity. What I like best about the summer, for me, it's the summer movie season. It's something that I've always enjoyed uh, in school and out of school. Since 1975, Jaws ushered in the summer blockbuster, and I'm surprised it took until 1975 to do that. Common sense says that with students out of school and people on vacation, that summer makes the perfect time for the big-budget blockbuster movies that are the norm today. Several weeks ago on the message boards, I made a post about 1982 versus 1984 in film. A lot has been written about how 1982 is the greatest year in movies, and I argued that 1984 is the greatest year in movies, and even more so, I think it's the best summer in movies. Back in 1984, we had a lot of diversity on the big screen throughout that summer. We had Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, Ghostbusters, Star Trek III, Revenge of the Nerds, The Karate Kid, Red Dawn, The Last Starfighter, The NeverEnding Story, Gremlins, a lot of different things for people of different ages to go out and enjoy that particular summer. My favorite movie is Raiders of the Lost Ark, so my excitement factor was firing on all cylinders for Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom, and it totally delivered. I love that movie. After that, you know, I took in everything else. I'm kind of embarrassed to say that I didn't take in Ghostbusters until August. I really wasn't aware of the hype that surrounded it until later in the summer. Where I went to high school, we started school around mid-August or toward the end of August. I don't really remember. And I didn't see Ghostbusters until the Dollar Theater. But what finally woke me up to the hype around it was when I saw Star Trek Three. I saw it the week after it had opened. So I saw Star Trek Three on Ghostbusters opening day. And when I went to the ticket counter and the woman behind there, she just automatically asked me, she said, hi, Ghostbusters. So right then I realized that so many people are going to see Ghostbusters. She just assumes anybody coming up to the ticket counter is going to see that movie. But unfortunately I was not. I was going to see Star Trek three being 14 at the time. I wasn't able to drive. So I couldn't just go pick up and go to the movies anytime I wanted. So hopefully everybody's been able to get out to see at least one movie this summer. Happy summer, everyone. You like that one. I know. Because you like movies. Yes, I love movies. Who doesn't love movies? But I love movies more in the winter and autumn when I can leave the theater and not get a second-degree burn on the way to the car. You are going to be difficult about this, aren't you? You know I'm going to be. Okay, then. Well, here is a story that is sure to please from Doug McCoy. What made summer special? No school. As far as I'm concerned, it is as simple as that. It wasn't the weather. It wasn't the holidays. It wasn't the activities. It was schools out. That is what made summer such a delicious word. I didn't have to spend five days a week, eight hours a day in a school building. What did I do with all that free time? What did I do when I wasn't at school? I either watched TV or I played Nintendo. Sometimes I went to the pool, but usually it was TV or Nintendo. 
on the TV front, this meant seeing a lot of shows that I didn't otherwise get to see. A lot of shows that were shown in the daytime. You have your reruns in here. You have your game shows in here. You have your soap operas in here. I'd get a little taste of these things during the Easter break and the Christmas break. But I really got to know them most during the summertime. That's when you could watch them for two and a half months straight. So all my memories of Little House on the Prairie, Happy Days, Gilligan's Island, The Price is Right... A lot of the TBS movies that they would show, the old sci-fi ones like A Million Miles to Earth, all of those are connected with summer. A lot of the Nickelodeon shows are connected with summer as well. Mr. Wizard's World, Out of Control, The Little Prince, and today's special, the things that they would show during the daytime. All of those were summertime shows, shows I only got to see in the summer. With the Nintendo, it meant more time to master games. Nintendo video games were the first video games that I ever played for an extended period of time. I never played Atari for that long, at least not any one game for that long, but Nintendo games required hours and hours to complete. I could do this during the school year, of course. I did do this during the school year. But I had more opportunity to do this during the summer, especially in the afternoon when the television programming got less and less interesting. So in the mornings, I'd be watching TV, The Happy Days, The Gilligan's Island, all those reruns and in the afternoon I'd be playing Nintendo games playing them for hours many of the games that I beat especially the harder ones I beat over the summertime Contra was that way Kid Icarus was that way Renegade was that way as well Renegade wasn't so great but I remember playing it in the summertime and all of these things these TV shows and these video games they all bear the imprint of summer when I see them today, I still get a summertime feeling, the feeling of heat, the feeling of sunburn, that open, free, no schedule, no restriction feeling that you only get with summer. So that's what made summer so special to me. It was the time and the opportunity to watch the shows I didn't usually get to watch, to play my games as long as I wanted to play them, to interact with the TV and the Nintendo in a way I didn't usually get to. Now, we have a very special performance from Peachy, his song, 8-Bit Tunes.
bad music make you feel better? You know I'm a fan of his music. It was very good. Can we stop this now? No. Do you hear that? Five, four, three, two, one. Greetings, retro fans. This is Metagirl, bringing you the top five retro reasons why summer is a great time of year. At number five is greased watermelon polo. Do you have what it takes to move a greased up watermelon from one side of the pool to the other? Get in the pool, cool off, and find out. At number four, water balloon fight. Hot and bored this summer? Why not reenact your favorite historical battles with harmless and deliciously refreshing water? Number three is ice cream. Summer provides the perfect disguise for ice creamaholics. Remember, when you eat ice cream in the winter, people think that you're just a big fatty that loves to eat, but in the summer, they think you're just trying to stay cool. Stay cool, people. Eat ice cream. At number two is chasing fireflies. Fireflies, glowworms, lightning bugs, no matter what you call them, these flashy little creatures are the most socially acceptable insect next to the ladybug. And I've never seen a ladybug who makes a decent nightlight. So chase them all summer if you'd like, but just remember not to keep them cooped up in that jar for too long. And the number one retro reason why summer is a great time of year? Lawn darts. Hard to find nowadays, lawn darts, or jarts, is a dangerous and thrilling pastime that allows you to enjoy your well-manicured lawn as you attempt to nail a small target 25 feet away with a metal spear. No yard sport from any other season is as dangerous unless you engage in horizontal icicle staring. And there you have it, the Retroist's top 5 retro reasons why summer is a great time of year. Until next time, list fans, this has been Metagirl. Wow. Does she only communicate in top five lists? It would seem so. Alright, I get your point about the summer. A lot of people love it, and I should appreciate the summer, blah blah blah. Can I go now? I'm getting kind of hungry. I'd like to go make a sandwich. No, you will stay here and listen to one more story. This one is from Site Regular Flack. I grew up in a neighborhood called Sun Valley, which consisted of six blocks and sat about three or four miles outside of town. My neighborhood was kind of in a no-man's land where our mailing address and utilities came from Oklahoma City, but our phone number came from Yukon, the same suburb where I attended school. Now, outside of those six blocks, there really wasn't anywhere to go. There was a small convenience store to the south of our neighborhood that we rode our bikes to to get candy or play video games occasionally, and there was really nothing to the east or west of our neighborhood, but to the north was the creek. Now, the creek was probably 20 feet across and maybe 15 feet deep. My backyard backed up to the creek, so to get down there, all I had to do was head out my back door and down the edge, and there you were. Now, Oklahoma, I don't know if you know this, but Oklahoma has red dirt. And when you add water to red dirt, you get red mud, and red mud stains everything. So every summer, my friends and I would head down to the creek, and by the end of the summer, we all had red socks and red shoes and red underwear, so our moms always had to buy us new clothes every year for school, because at the end of the summer, everything we had was stained red. The west side of our neighborhood was bordered by Sarah Road, and the Sarah Road Bridge sat just a house or two away from my own backyard. So in my neighborhood, if you told somebody to meet you under the bridge, everybody knew where that meant. Under the bridge was where some of the older kids hid their Playboy magazines, and some of the kids older than that smoked or drank beer. Now, right around the time I started driving, they rebuilt the Sarah Road Bridge, but before that, I remember seeing chunks of rock and concrete falling and lying down under the bridge. 
the bottom side of the bridge had large iron beams, and the bigger kids used to hang uh, from those beams as the cars drove over the bridge. Now, for me, I remember it being scary just being underneath that thing when cars would pass over. Now, the bottom of the creek always had water in it, and the water always had crawdads in it, so we spent a lot of our summer days catching crawdads using bacon on a string or just scooping them up with paper cups. The creek connected to a lake about five miles away, so when the water got high enough, sometimes you could catch fish back there, but uh, not very often. Now, one thing you could definitely catch back there were snakes. And in the weeds, there were garter snakes and whatnot, but in the water, from time to time, you would actually see water moccasins, and you just learned to leave those alone. That actually wasn't a problem for me, because I hate all snakes, so I stayed away from all of them. In the back corner of my yard, my dad built me a fort. Um, we used some wooden signs we had found, and my dad got these rubber mats from his work that we used for the floor. My friends and I made our own gang. Uh, I think we were called the Scorpions. And we would meet back there and pool our change together. We, we were always pooling our change together to buy something or another, but that never seemed to happen. But we would go back to the fort and put on our camouflage clothes, or in later years it was our ninja suits, and we would go down in the creek and just hide from each other, or play hide-and-seek or tag or whatever. We found some PVC pipe down there in the creek one day and rigged it up to the fort so that we could stand inside the fort and then pee in the pipe and it would run down into the creek. And then one day as someone was about to pee in the pipe, a spider crawled up out of the pipe and, well, that was the end of that. Now there were problems with the creek, of course. It bred mice and snakes, like I said, and when the brush and trees got real high, the water didn't flow well. And occasionally when it would rain really hard, the creek would flood and some of the houses in the neighborhood would flood too. Unfortunately, my house never flooded, but you can imagine what that red mud did to people's houses. So around the time I was 16, the city decided to pave the creek. And they came in with bulldozers, and they plowed the whole thing down, and then they cemented it. I remember hoping at the time that they would make it at least round so that we could skateboard or ride our bikes in there, but they didn't do that. They put really steep walls, too, so I think if you went down there, you'd have a hard time getting out. My dad still lives in that same house, and every now and then I go back there and visit, and I go back in the backyard and I'll take a look at the creek. I think one of the most depressing things in the world is seeing the places you used to hang out as a kid disappear. So, if they ever invent time travel and you want to come back and look me up some summer, head back to the mid-1980s and look for me in a creek out behind Sun Valley. I'll be back there with my friends wading through the mud and trying to catch crawdads or Maybe just hanging out under that bridge with my friends and thinking that that place will be there forever. I appreciate the effort, Robot Voice, but I gotta tell you, the summer just ain't for me. I like sitting in front of my computer. I always have and I always will. I know. That is why I brought a friend to talk to you. Hello. Who is this? Don't you recognize me? You sound a little like my Commodore from when I was a kid. It is, it is. You kind of sound different. So do you. Well, I, I grew up. So did I. Touché. Robot voice was telling me you still do not like the summer. I thought you would outgrow that. Why should I? The happiest times from my youth were when I was inside with you and Atari, sitting under the air conditioner all day. Well, isn't that in itself a positive memory of summer? What do you mean? Well, if this was winter, you would not find fault with a person whose favorite memories were having hot chocolate indoors, would you? I guess I wouldn't. So you do have positive summer memories? They were that the summer made you want to be indoors with us, your friends? I hadn't thought about that. Sounds like someone could use a memory upgrade, right, Atari? 
Atari's there too? Of course, we have always been here and always will be, but I would like for you to do us a favor. What's that? Well, Atari and I never got to play outside. Heat and dirt can really do a lot of damage to us. But that does not mean we did not dream about getting out there. We never understood why you as a human did not take advantage of all the fun you can have outside. So get out there and see what summer has to offer. I don't know, I think it's too late for me. It is never too late, even old tech can learn a new trick or two. Listen to how much more clearly I speak today. It's impressive, but I just don't feel comfortable out there. No one does at first, but take it from an old computer. If you do not learn new stuff, what is the point in drawing power? You need to push the limits of your programming. Now that actually kind of makes sense to me. I thought it would. So get out there and enjoy that summer sun. Take a swim, play some frisbee, and eat some ice cream. I will. Thanks, Commodore. Don't just thank me. Thank Robot Voice and all your friends. They all were trying to convince you that summer was a special time. Oh, and don't forget Atari. How could I ever forget Atari? Oh, Atari. Thanks for listening to the Retroist Summertime Special. My opinion of summer has changed forever, and you can consider me an outdoorsy person from this point on. I'd like to thank everyone who contributed to the show. Thanks to Vic Sage. If you're interested in seeing Vic Sage's work, he is constantly on the Retroist posting every day. Just do a search on Vic Sage, and you will see a vast collection of Vic Sage posts. Thanks to Rob Flack O'Hara for his contribution. If you're interested in Flack's work, you can see it on the website, and you can also see him at robohara.com. Everything non-retroist related, you can find there. He's got a lot of great videos and his own podcast. Great stuff. Thanks to the $6 million Jedi for sharing his love of movies. You can also find the $6 million Jedi's posts on the retroist. Thanks to Metagirl for another top five list. Thanks to Peachy for his contribution in music. If you have any musical needs, you can email Peachy at peachy at retroist.com. And finally, thanks to Doug McCoy, who, in addition to being a contributor to the Retroist, has his own website at authordougmccoy.com. There you will find assorted videos, some books that Doug has written, and of course a link to his podcast, Found Footage Films. And of course I'd like to thank Robot Voice, Commodore, and yes, I'd like to thank Atari for making this a very, very special summer special. Thanks for listening to the show, and I hope you have a great summer. This has been a retrospective production. Goodbye.